0: Hey New York! It's time for New York sports talk the way it ought to be. It's the Big Apple Sports Podcast, starring Peter Weintraub and Evan Freeman.
1: I like I haven't got over
0: Welcome everybody to the Big Apple Sports Podcast. I'm Evan Freeman.
1: I'm Pete Weintraub, aka Mama
0: hopefully we will be coming to you uh technical difficulty free today mm-hmm. as we should have. We had two episodes that we had to scratch due to computer issues. Yeah. So we figured it out. We're back on track. Pete, let's get started. New York jets, the big news over the weekend, the trade for Jermaine curse, give it getting rid of Sheldon Richardson, which we talked about. They needed to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they also got back a second round pick and swapped seven round seventh round picks. What are your thoughts on this trade?
1: Well, I think from, okay, so there's two ways to look at it. A lot of people are going to freak out because obviously Sheldon Richardson is a very talented player, but that being said, he's gotten into a lot of trouble the last few years. He routinely violates the substance abuse policy because even though he knows when he's getting tested for weed, he always comes up positive and then he always gets suspended. The suspension is added to every single time you get caught. So he's not doing himself any favors. He hasn't gotten caught this year, at least not yet, but he's had a bunch of incidents in the past. There was drama last year between him and Brandon Marshall, though I'm kind of on Sheldon's side with that because Brandon Marshall did quit on the team after it was evident that they weren't going anywhere. But I think they needed to move on from him. Obviously, they can't pay him, Leonard Williams. I know they paid Mo already, but they, they, Leonard Williams has been an upstanding guy on the defensive line, and I think he's definitely more beneficial. Now, in terms of what they got in return, Jermaine Curse is a decent wide receiver. He's nothing special. He wasn't even going to be a starter for the Seahawks, which is why they traded him. Last year, he, he played in 15 games, or started 15 games, played in 16 games. He averaged... Uh, Twelve yards a catch, and he only had one receiving touchdown. Now, obviously, he's on automatically with Quincy and Unwa out. The best wide receiver on the Jets right now, which isn't saying anything. No. I'm saying clear. less,
0: actually saying less than nothing.
1: Yeah, so uh, I don't think it helps them, but I do like that they got a, a higher second round pick and they swapped seventh round picks. So I like that. I like that they're looking to build towards the future. Look. Let's face it, this season is lost. They're not going anywhere this year. We were talking about how if they win three games, even that might be a stretch. You know, five if they beat all the teams they're supposed to. But no team ever does that unless you're like the Patriots. So the Jets aren't going anywhere. They lose some talent in the short term, but we'll see. I don't know much about Jermaine Curse from a character perspective, but it's not hard to be better than Sheldon on that front.
0: No, definitely not. And Jermaine Curtis, I think it's a really good pickup for them because because they don't have any wide receivers. Anun was out for the year. Mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson, is you don't know what he is. Jalen Marshall is injured. They still don't even know what he is. Austin Safarian Jenkins, a tight end, is suspended. They did pick up Will Ty. We'll get to that next. Yes. But picking up a guy who's a, he's a solid receiver for the, on this team, he's a, he's, well, he'll be the number one. But even as they build forward, he's a good number two receiver. He's a good route runner. He's got good hands. Hmm. So you needed to do that because at some point this season, either Bryce Petty or Christian Hackenberg will be starting at quarterback for this Jets team. Yeah. And you need to give them some weapons yeah. and he's, he's a good pickup. Listen, they were not going to be able to keep Sheldon. Yeah. They needed to move him. They got a second round pick. They got a better, a higher, <laughs> well, it's going to be a worse seventh round pick because the Seahawks are going to be better than them. Oh yeah. But they got, now they have an extra second round pick and the second round. You're still getting excellent players. Absolutely. And you've got an actual wide receiver on the team now. So I think it, overall it's a very, very good trade. It's not, you know, this thing that automatically turns them around, no. but it makes them a better team. And I think it's an excellent trade.
1: Yeah. I, I think overall in the long run, we, and we can't really evaluate this right for at least a couple of years. We don't know who they're mm. going to draft in the second and seventh rounds, if those players make the <laughs> roster, what impact they're going to have. So well, the
0: second I, round pick better make the fucking roster. Well,
1: yeah. Usually they do, <laughs> but. You know, the Jets aren't often very good with their picks, but...
0: Oh, it's not, he's not, McKagan's not John Isik, a second round pick should make the team.
1: Uh, John is not, no, I'm sorry, Mike McCagan has been a pretty good G- GM when it's come to the draft, so I'm sure we'll get a good player who can contribute right away, and if he has a good year and doesn't underperform, like there are been some guys that McKagan's drafted, like Deron Lee, is that his name? Darren Lee, Darren Lee, whatever. Uh, You racist. (laughs) Underperformed. Well, I've heard him be called that on different radio stations and whatnot. So, I mean, I'm not the only one to fuck it up. But still, I think that obviously we need to give some these guys some time to develop. But in two or three years, if that second round pick is a key player on this team and we've turned it around somewhat and we're contenders again. It'll work out. So I think time will tell. But yeah, we need to get rid of Sheldon. I think even short-term, like you said, we got to get a receiver. Good trade.
0: All right. So also the Jets did pick up Will Ty, who was cut by the Giants.
1: Yeah. I
0: like this move. Listen, Will Ty is by no means a superstar tight end, obviously, because he was cut by the Giants. But he's a solid blocking tight end, which they don't have. And Safarian Jenkins is suspended for the first few games of the season. So you need someone... A tight end who's a veteran who has some presence who can help in the locker room and on the field especially if you think that Hackenberg might play at some point this year you need those veteran guys on the field to help him out
1: yeah absolutely and will is a reliable receiver if you look at his catch percentage and basically that's receptions divided by number of targets he's averaged about 68 percent in the two years he's been in the league so he can make plays now obviously and, and which is good because like you mentioned Hackenberg can't hit the broad side of a barn from what we've seen in the preseason.
0: Although he did throw an amazing touchdown pass to Safarian Jenkins last game.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything because Safarian Jenkins ain't
0: starting. A broken, a broken clock's right uh, twice a day.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. So, I mean, if you're not in the NFL, if you don't have talent, obviously Hackenberg has some talent, but he's yet to really put anything together. But I agree. I I like that they now have two tight ends. Ty is obviously going to be the starting tight end at the beginning of the season. And then Him working as either number two or number one, we'll see what happens. But Safarian Jenkins, despite his alcohol issues, has been a productive player. Um, So we'll have to see. But this is another nice piece, and it's an under-the-radar move. But it can help, them both in the short and long term. He's only 26 years old.
0: Yeah, Like I said, I I like the pickup. You need to have veterans on this team. Yes, you want to evaluate the young talent, but there's no young talent at a tight end. So why not go out and get a veteran?
1: Right, yeah. And it makes good. perfect he's sense. only played two years in the league. He's only played two years. So um, definitely a good pickup, and I think he's going to help them going forward as well as this season. So uh, last thing about the Jets, if we want to get into Christian Hackenberg's final performance of the preseason. So what were your thoughts on the last play? You just mentioned he had a hell of a throw in that last game. So what did you see, and did that change your opinion of, his readiness in your eyes.
0: It didn't change my opinion of his readiness because one game, like we learned with Geno Smith does not make a career, especially a preseason game. Mm -hmm. But the good thing that I saw from him is that it shows that, you know, he can make the throws and he can run the offense. It's possible. He's just not ready yet. Yeah. So listen, he came in from McCown got hurt. He came in 105 yards and a touchdown. The touchdown pass was a great pass. Hmm. Nice touch pass into the back of the end zone of Safarian Jenkins pro level pass. Yeah. He's just not ready now. No. And okay. the big thing is are the jets going to have the patience to bring this guy along, or if they get the first overall pick, they're going to draft Sam Darnold. Yeah. And honestly, even if they draft Sam Darnold, there's still no offensive, we still don't have an offensive line. Right. So there's no one to protect the quarterback. So, you know what? I feel like they've already given up on Hackenberg,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which right or wrong, that's it's what they've done it's this this is where we are yeah um there's no time for developing quarterbacks people forget Aaron Rodgers sat for like five years behind Brett Favre mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers was not the quarterback he was when he first came into the league absolutely but nowadays is you got to be ready or you're out the door there's no time to there's no time to develop people or mm-hmm. you know set things up for the future because people want the coach fired they want the GM fired they want everybody fired they want the owner fired you know, honestly, I'd rather have a different owner too because Woody well, Johnson he's sucks.
1: Ambassador to the United Kingdom, so his brother has now taken over duties of heading to Jets' organization. I don't know if that's going to do anything because I don't know anything about his brother.
0: I mean, it can't, it can't get much worse. It, really, it just it can't.
1: But, but so you, know, you stay within the family tree. One guy's just inept or even more inept than the last. So. Yeah, yeah and what it, what it comes down
0: to is. Hackenberg might end up being a backup somewhere and then he might get a chance, but I don't think it's gonna be on this team because I think though next year they're going to have Petty be the backup. Mm -hmm. They're going to try to move Hackenberg and they'll bring in some random guy to be the third string quarterback. If they're going to run three.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I think they have faith in Petty to be the backup, but not the starter. And I think that they have no unless Hackenberg explodes this season and just plays unbelievable. They have no faith in him to be the quarterback of the future.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I'll slightly disagree with what I saw. I mean, yeah, that, that was a nice pass, but he only completed 45.5% of his passes in that game. He was sacked three times, and two of those sacks res, resulted in fumbles, one of which was lost. So he still had a turnover. He had at least one turnover in every preseason game he played, in, whether he was starting or he was relieving at some point. so. I mean, that, that's not a good sign. I mean, Petty, even last year, played his ass off in the preseason, and obviously that didn't really translate when he got the chance to start during the regular season. Yeah, because he got hurt
0: because they have no offensive line. Well,
1: that's that's the point, but but even so, I understand that with no offensive line, you can expect some sacks to occur, but um, you got to learn to not turn over the ball, and that's why they went to McCown in the first place. He's a veteran who does not turn the ball over. Doesn't matter. He's been on the Browns in the last couple of years. They're terrible. They can't defend a quarterback. And he still didn't. And he got, and he got hurt on the Browns too. He
0: did. There's so, um, a, a common theme here. It's more that one drive. The overall, yes, Hackenberg had a shit game. Yeah. But that one drive showed me, hey, this guy's got talent. Sure. Maybe one day he can put it together. But, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's not going to be this year. And it's not going to be on this team. The
1: shot in the NFL has had talent, but a lot of it is what goes on between the ears, getting enough repetition, and also having the guys in front of you to ensure that you have the best opportunity to make plays. But anyway, enough about the Jets. It's making me sad. So let's move on to Odell Beckham. So Evan, he rode the stationary bike uh, when he practiced uh, today, Monday, Labor Day. So what are your thoughts on his ability to be ready for the season this coming week?
0: Honestly, I really don't think he's going to be ready, and I don't think like we said in the lost episode that uh, no one will ever hear because of technical difficulties. Um, they if he's not ready on if he's not ready on Sunday, don't play him. Yeah, listen, he needs he needs time to heal, especially against the Cowboys. Come on, they're going to go after him. If he's hobbling out on that field, someone's going to take him out. He's going to be out for the year. The Cowboys are missing Zeke Elliott for probably it's probably going to get reduced to four games. Hopefully, it doesn't but they're going to be missing Zeke Elliott. They're going to go after Odell. And if he's not hundred percent, it's going to be bad news for the giants. They need him on that field. Yeah, He's the playmaker on offense. That's what it is.
1: He's, yeah. He is the guy. And yeah, Brandon Marshall can alleviate some of the burden, but Brandon Marshall is more of a vertical receiver who can go up and get him. He's you know, a tall, big guy who can catch over the defender, but yeah, Odell is obviously an amazing talent. He's got speed, runs his routes well, can make those amazing one-handed catches. And yeah, if he's not there for an extended period of time, if they run him out there when he's not ready, and the Cowboys, or maybe he somehow gets away with hurting himself week one, every team in this league is going to go after him. If you see a weakness, you're going to go after him, especially on the playmaker on the other team. So yeah, I agree. If he's riding the bike today, He's not going to be ready come Sunday. So they need to do what's best for the team and sit him. If that results in a loss or two, so be it. But I'd rather have him for 14 games plus playoffs than have him for one or two games and you miss the playoffs because an aggravated ankle became a broken ankle or, God forbid, something worse, and he misses the rest of the season and he's not the same player when he comes back.
0: Yeah, and you can't, be, you can't be out there listening to the fan base because the fans are going to be like, no, he needs to play. We're playing the Cowboys. You have to beat the Cowboys. So you play him. He gets hurt. Oh, what are they doing playing him? Fire him. Fire the coach. Listen, wait till he's 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. Then get him out there and let him do his thing. Yeah. You have enough guys on offense for now where you can get by against, you know, for the first week or two. Yeah, hopefully you, you need Odell Beckham for the majority of the season. If you don't have him for the majority of the season, this division is probably not yours. If you do have him, if everyone can stay healthy, the Giants have a great shot at winning this division and making it to the playoff. Oh, they win the division; they're making the playoffs. But you know they need him. You need him healthy. Stop it! They can't be short-sighted. You have like you. Said a million times. I feel like I keep repeating this, but it's all episodes that don't air because we have issues. <laughs> but they, you need him to be healthy, and if he comes back and he's not healthy, it's gonna it's gonna ruin his whole season.
1: Yeah, I agree. So if I'm the Giants and he's still on a stationary bike today, I'd sit him. I I, I wouldn't even chance it. He's too big an asset to risk winning or losing one game over because you can lose him for some time, and losing him fucks your whole season. Sure. All true. right. Moving on to one of the most underperforming teams in all of baseball, the New York Mets. Sorry about that. We had another techn- T- technical, 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 technical software, man. <laughs> I, we're trying to get the software. Just the computer is alive, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to use the software that would enable us to do the show live going forward, but the trial is over, so now it pops up. And it will create this like it sounds like me and Evan are walking on the beach with a shitload of wind while we're having our conversation. So it's it it fucked up our last episode. But anyway, all right. right, It's just like
0: we do when we normally walk on the beach together. Yes. Except we're not holding hands now because we're in two separate locations.
1: Yeah. And we wouldn't do the other thing either. So don't tell people. All right. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so yeah, getting back to the Mets. So yeah, Wilmer Flores, obviously that, that summed up the season, just ridiculous. And then David Wright today, news coming out that sure. obviously he was shut down last year, but now he needs rotator cuff surgery. Look, and, and, and he said a few days ago that he still plans to try and play next year. Look, you played 75 games in three seasons. You're averaging 25 games a year. He didn't even play this year. He did not step foot. On a major league diamond this year, so and he only played three rehab games in total. He played a little bit in the spring, but only. And then as a they DH.
0: terminated, terminated his rehab assignment.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, I understand you're within this small window of time, and he's had a longer career than most guys. Most guys don't play in the majors for like 15 years. But he's been in the league since his early 20s. He's now 34 years old. He's due to make $20 million next season. He made $20 million this season. Most of it was picked up by insurance since he was on the 60-day DL as of July, whatever the fuck the date is. But listen, you're doing the team a disservice. You're occupying a 40-man roster spot, and you're not going to play. The Mets have not addressed third base because every offseason, they expect David Wright to play. His career is over. If that were me, even, and I'm the most stubborn bastard I know. If that were me, I'd say, look, I can't do this anymore. But if he wants to earn his money, it's becoming readily apparent that Terry Collins is going to be out next year as a manager. I think he's either going to step away or they're going to make it look like he's stepping away because they don't want him anymore. We don't know what's going to happen with Sandy Alderson in the front office because his contract's up as well. So a lot of people are starting to chime in. Well, this guy's been the captain of the team for years. Maybe he can be the manager. And look, maybe then he earns his money. But outside of that, I feel guilt. I mean, I don't know. You can look at it two ways because this is a small window of time in your life where you can make tens of millions of dollars a year. And to make tens of millions of dollars a year trying to come back from an injury that, let's be honest, we all know he's not coming back from. No, it's, it's over. Yeah. But, uh, but, but it brings up a moral issue. And, and honestly, if I were him, I don't know what I would do. Because as long as he shows an effort, a team has to pay him. Insurance will pick it up halfway through the season. But I don't know, Evan. If, if you're him, what do you do? You're, 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 Jesus. You stand to make $20 million next year. What do you do?
0: I mean, I see where, and I see where you're coming from. Yeah, listen. We're, we both, we're both athletes. We both play. Well, I play a real sport and you play softball. Fuck you. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's hard to give it up. And listen, I stopped playing softball because I realized that I wasn't homosexual, but no, no. When I hurt my shoulder, I couldn't swing a bat anymore. So that was the end of that. Yeah. But you know, it's hard to give up something, especially something that he's done his entire life. And I understand like the mentality. It's always, yeah, I can come back from this. I can come back from this. After three years, And 75 75 games in 75 games in three years. So in three years, he hasn't even played half of a regulation season. Yeah. You have to realize, Hey, one his back is all jacked up. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's the thing is not going away. Yeah. You had to terminate your rehab assignment and now you need shoulder surgery. Yeah. First of all, he couldn't throw to begin with, and now he's going to have rotator cuff surgery.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He's he's not going to be able to come back next year either. He really Mm -hmm. thinks that he's going to come back at 36 in two years and be able to play with spinal stenosis, which is a degenerative disorder, which means that that's going to be worse. Mm -hmm. And he's going to have a – he's going to have a uh, surgical – Reconstructive surgery on his rotator cuff. On his rotator cuff. Like, there is not a chance in hell. There Mm -hmm. is no way. No way that he can come back and be effective as an MLB player. He needs to hang it up. Let's talk to the organization. Be like, hey, do you have a spot for me somewhere in this organization? Because I don't want to leave the game. But his playing days are done. They've been yeah. done. We said this before last season. Mm-hmm. He's
1: done. Yeah, he is. And look, it, it's, it's a dilemma. And it's hard to speak on it. Because, yeah, obviously, as a fan, you look at it. And you're like, dude, you're hogging our roster spot. You're taking money away from... These really Jew owners. We're both Jews, so we can say that. By the way, yeah. but yeah, you're taking who, checking... no, who have no money because they got caught with dirty birdie Madoff. Right. So instead of having seventy and change million dollars to use towards next year's roster, you could have almost a hundred million dollars, ninety plus million dollars towards next season's roster. A
0: hundred is more than seventy for you people who are bad at math.
1: Yeah, I mean, even I get that, and I'm notoriously terrible at math. So it makes all the sense in the world. Everyone points to Michael Kadir after 2015, where he broke down halfway through the year, had a terrible year. They tried starting him in the playoffs. He sucked. They had to play someone else. And he, and he said, look, I know I'm due 12 million next year. Keep it. Use it. Get someone who can actually help this team win. And everyone's looking at that. Look, 20 million also is a lot more than 12 million for you people who are bad at math. And, and also, Michael Kadir was done pretty much after that year it was over anyway. So, and, but he's a guy where he can do announcing and coaching. He was a guy who could have done a lot of different things. And David Wright, same thing. He was a captain of a team. You don't just get anointed captain. You have to command the respect of the players. So I definitely think he has a future in baseball, but as a player, he has to hang it up. And if I were him, I I, I don't know. We can't even speak on the money situation. I can't, no, I can't say that I would turn down $20 million for trying to play when all signs point to the contrary.
0: No, but can you imagine David Wright trying to be on broadcast?
1: Hi, welcome to Sunday Night Baseball. I'm
0: David Wright. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! Ha-ha. Yes. I'm David Wright.
1: Yeah, so...
0: It's a long fly ball to the outfield. <laughs> it's gone! <laughs> Come on!
1: Oh, God. Yeah, and, and you know, speaking of last thing about the Mets, before we talk about the Yankees, who, like we... Did on our last lost episode, we were saying they need to at least win three or four. They need to win that series, and they did. Before yeah. we get into that, as Drupal Cabrera also talking about, so a couple of months ago, he wanted a trade. I want that trade. He came back, and he Yo wasn't Chiedo playing. in trade. Yes. He wanted to pl- continue playing shortstop. They didn't even run it by him to play second or third base or whatever, which is what he's been alternating between, really, since he came back from the DL back in July. And now he wants to be back. Obviously, he's a veteran in the clubhouse. He's changed his tune since then. And I can understand, look, heat of the moment, yeah. But still, you're a player. Manager decides where you play. And now with Rosario up and Reyes is significantly better at short than Cabrera in terms of range, he's he's not playing short anymore. He's just not. So what are your thoughts on Cabrera coming back next year? I mean, he had a great year last year. But he also played shortstop last year. This year, is only batting 257, 11 homers, and 44 RBIs in 111 games. doesn't even have a 400 slugging percentage. And his OPS is down almost 100 points from last year. So do you take on a 32-year-old infielder who, yes, he's versatile, plays as good hands, and has some pop, but obviously he's taking quite a few steps back this year?
0: No, and I'm not taking the risk – Listen, like you said,
1: thirty-two. After a down year, listen. If he had a bounce-back year this year, mm-hmm. that's more an back. even better year or a similar year to last year. Yeah. Last year was his best year ever. Yeah. Let's keep that in perspective.
0: And it, it's a team option, so I definitely I'm not taking a flyer on him for next year. We have guys in the system we can bring up that can play the infield. Let's see what they can do. Because honestly, you got rid of Granderson. You got you got you dumped all these guys. You dumped Bruce. Just stick with the young guys, you know, the Jets method. And I think that the Mets obviously have more talent than the Jets. But I think, based, you know, we have guys in the system that we need to see what they can do. You can always go out, grab a free agent, make a trade. But I don't think you bring back a guy who has been hurt a good amount over the last two years anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, his legs are just, you could see him just walking yeah. after going after a ball. He's limping just from yeah, like and moving. Had, and he had no range to begin with. So I don't yeah. think you
0: take a flyer on a guy like that. If it was, listen, if he had a good year this year and he just got like a small injury and it was something that they thought he can come back from, even though the Mets players never come back from injuries (laughs) because we have the worst training set in baseball. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be dealt with. Oh, David, David Wright cut his thumb on a, on a railing out for three years. Like literally it, it's, it's just ridiculous the way that they're set up. But I wouldn't take a flyer on him if he was a little bit younger, maybe 28, 29, I'd consider it, but there are plenty of guys out there within the system and in free agency coming up that they can go yeah. out and get. I wouldn't take him.
1: Yeah. I mean, Wilmer floors. Oh no, granted he fell the ball off his nose and how, how many people can say they've ever done that, but he's having a career year and he's hit all year. They've taken him out for extended periods. They put him back in and he's hit. Now listen, he's obviously not a great defender. It doesn't matter where you play him, but he's versatile in that. He can play all four infield positions adequately, not great. He's not ever going to win the Gold Glove, but if you stick him at second or you stick him at third, and you just let him stay there, like let him just understand this is my routine. I'm the starting second baseman. I'm the starting third baseman. I'm going to get five or six hundred at bats this year. I think Flores can hit twenty five to thirty home runs if you let him play over season. He's got eighteen now in part time duty, and I was looking forward to seeing him just play it out down the stretch. But they also have TJ Rivera now. We don't know what's going to happen with him because. He has to get Tommy John surgery on his arm, but he's not a pitcher. He doesn't need to go through extended rehab, you know. especially if they're going to play him at first and second base primarily. So they ha- you're right. They do have options on the infield. Matt Reynolds and Gavin Sacchini, too are getting shots d- um, during this month of September to prove can we e- start or even make the roster next year or are they going to look elsewhere? Because you're right, unless David Wright retires and gives the Mets back that money. 70 million in this day and age is not a lot to fill payroll. You're looking at one, maybe two good players and they've got more pressing needs in the infield. They need a catcher and they most likely will need another outfielder because Michael Conforto Lord knows when he's coming back. Juan Lagares has proven time. And again, a he can't hit at the major league level and B he can't stay healthy and we don't have anyone on the other side. Brandon Nimmo is getting an extended look, but so far outside of getting on base and playing good D, Nimmo has not hit. So we'll see how he does in September, but uh, yeah, they don't have a lot of money in the off season and they have some big holes to fill if they want to contend next year. Oh yeah. Lots of holes. Yeah. So anyway, moving on to the Yankees. So the Yankees entering play last Thursday, was it Thursday? Yeah. Four game series. They were entering what Joe Girardi called the biggest series of the year. They were sitting five and a half back in the division. They're now three and a half back in the division. They're still leading the American League wild card. And now, Evan, we we tried doing this on the lost episode. Do you think the Yankees, after taking three or four, Judge seeming to break out of a slump a little bit, do you think the Yankees have a shot now? A few, just a few days later, of catching the Red Sox in the division.
0: And we said this, so I'm going to feel like I'm repeating myself again. But yes. But no one's heard it. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. No one ever
0: heard it. So I might as well say it again. Yes. They want, they, when they took, I said, if they take three out of four, then I think they have a shot. Anything else, there was not a chance. But they need to win this series against Baltimore. They need to do the same thing. You need to take three or four because Baltimore's right behind them for the wild card. Mm-hmm. And Baltimore has been very well over the, played very well over the last 10 games. Eight and two. So, yep. So you need, if you're the Yankees and you really want to win this division, you need to at least get three out of four. And obviously it's always better to get all four, hmm. but three out of four against the Orioles. And you better hope the red oh, two Sox out fall of three. They only league. play three against the
1: Orioles.
0: Oh, so two, yeah, two out of three yeah. against the Orioles. And hopefully that hopefully the red Sox fall off a little bit and you
1: can gain some ground. Yeah. And, and- this upcoming stretch of games from today through the 16th of the month, which is one day before my birthday, is very important. And they're only playing... Shameless shameless plug there, Peter. Thank you. Uh, they're only playing one bad team. After their Orioles series, they play the Rangers for three. But then they play the Rays, who are still kind of, sort of, in it. And the Rays always play the Yankees tough. It doesn't matter how they are in respect to the division. The Rays always play the Yankees tough. And then they play another the three against the Orioles. Again, this time at Yankee Stadium, they played the Orioles the next three in Baltimore. So I agree. This is a big stretch for the Yankees, but they do what they need to do against Boston. I mean, obviously a sweep would have been better. Austin. Yep. They would have been two and a half back in the division instead of three and a half, but three and a half with about a month to go is still plenty of time. So I, the Yankees need to to take, take care of business during this stretch. They need to win every series coming up, but I think they have the firepower to do it. And if judge gets hot again, which he hit in the Red Sox series, I think that they have a good chance to win this division and make some noise in the playoffs.
0: And obviously it's going to go series by series. It can't mm-hmm. like, what was it? The first episode we did coming back, we were like, yeah, you know, the Yankees are looking good. And then all of a sudden they were six games back. <laughs> it's going to be up and down. It's going to, they got, Yankees fans are going to have to be patient series by series. So you have to reevaluate your expectations after each series. If they mm-hmm. get swept by Baltimore and then the Red Sox sweep the Blue Jays in their series, division's probably out of reach. Mm-hmm. If the Yankees sweep and the Red Sox get swept, you're basically you're right there. So yep. you ha- you can't just be like, Well, what are they gonna <laughs> do? You don't know because you have to temper your expectations based on each individual series, which is a pain in the ass. And in baseball it's even more of a pain in the ass because there are so many games.
1: Yeah. It's a it's lot like of games of the, left. Yeah,
0: the beginning of the year, they were so hot and playing so well. Everyone's like, oh, oh, we're going to the World Series this year. Then they fell off, and people are like, well, you know, if we make the playoffs, then we're, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? You were talking about winning the World Series in, in May. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but now it's, you know, we're getting towards the end of the season. Series by series, they did what they had to do against the Red Sox. See what they do against Baltimore. We'll discuss that then. But, I, you know, the way that they're playing, if you took it to Boston that way, they can definitely take it to Baltimore absolutely but, you know they got to keep hitting and you know 9-2 is no 9-2 is no joke no that's a blowout yeah it's that's a big a win judge hit a monster home run almost 469 feet. feet yep it's a monster so, you know hopefully you know we'll see what happens honestly i couldn't give a crap about the yankees but um you know we'll talk about it we'll see what happens it's interesting they have a young team which is why is exciting it's not one of those teams where they bought all the free agents it's guys that they've traded for or brought up so, you know, it is kind of exciting to see the Yankees try to do things the right way as opposed
1: to the Yankee way. Yes. Which is just buy everyone and see what Money. happens. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're done talking about sports. Well, for the most part, we're just going to talk about the scumbag in sports, which Evan, we have anointed.
0: Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. Because and he's a scumbag. Yeah. he's in sports. Yes. You know, really. But to be fair, though, it could go to the entire Cowboys organization. <laughs> the kid. Dallas Cowboys have had 15 players arrested this year. Jesus. 15. 15. I didn't even know that. Yeah. No 15. That's more people. That's more than the amount of people that start on either side of the ball. Yes. So they literally could have had their entire offense plus four defensive players arrested. Mm-hmm. All right. They probably did. Yeah. It's a culture thing. What is, ro- what is in the water down there in Dallas? Like, I don't know what's going on there. Obviously, you know, our thoughts and prayers to everyone affected, you know, by Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the other part. Of, that's the other side of Texas. Yeah. Dallas is unaffected. Um, they're more affected by, you know, I guess the Dallas police department. I don't understand how you have so many issues with the, with law enforcement on one football team. It's absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But we're giving it to Zeke Elliott because as you, if you've watched this show before, we have zero tolerance for people who hit women. Yeah. So he is going to be our scumbag in sports. And people are like, well, you know, uh, the witness this and the witness that listen, there have been multiple times where the police were called to the residence for him hitting her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The police reports state that she had injuries mm-hmm. just because if someone comes back after the fact and goes, oh, no, well, he didn't really do it. You know what that means? It's a payoff. He yeah. to some money so she dropped the charges.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, this shit happens all the time. Yeah. So I don't really care what happens with that. But I think the NFL really needs to come down hard on him. They need to uphold the entire six-game suspension, not reduce it. Uphold. First of all, he should have gotten more than six games. Mm Should have got eight to 10 games, but that's, that's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. They need to uphold the six game suspension. So he's out for the first six games. Remember we're jets fans. So I don't even care about the giants or anything like that. They need to stand firm on this and say, Hey, it's not okay to hit women and play in our league because the NFL, all they care about is that shield. That's why they refuse to let players smoke weed, which I don't care about again. You know, yeah, fuck it. You know their their drug testing policies are so ridiculous. But, yeah, you can smoke are... weed for ten months out of the year and then stop for two weeks. It's right. ridiculous, but it's all about public image. And you can't pretend to be this league that cares about its public image and allow wife beaters and girlfriend beater, women beaters to play on play on Sunday. Yeah, you need to take you need to take a firm stand. You need to bring the hammer down on this asshole.
1: Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong. And, and this kind of, I mean, it's on the same topic, but it's not necessarily about Zeke. Am I correct? Because I heard tidbits of it while I've been driving that people at ESPN are actually defending Zeke Elliott for for all this. What's that about? Why are they uh, saying I, I, that he? I did even... not hear that, but yeah, I, I was just asking. What what's that about? You know, they're saying he should either get a reduced sentence or no sentence at all, or not no suspension at all. I know they have to make a ruling by a certain day. I think it's tomorrow this week, but yeah, uh, or he I might so. be able to play Week One, but. Yeah. So you haven't heard? I, I could have sworn I heard that when no, were I oh, about I heard Adam
0: Schefter said that they're they they're pretty sure it's going to be reduced. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone and, defending and why, anyone defending the actions of Zeke Elliott or say he shouldn't be suspended needs to go eat
1: shit. And why are they saying it should be reduced? What what is the because uh, what is because the basis you for because that? that's
0: what happens. That's what happens in every league. You appeal it, they go okay. Uh, we'll make, we'll lower it by two games.
1: Yeah. That's all I mean, that happens. The it fact is, all nonsense. You, you got to look at the facts, guys. Look, obviously, he's a, he's a charismatic guy, he's a good looking guy, he's a great player. And the fact that. Look, he's a bad I'm, guy. I'm, 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 I'm getting to that. The fact that. I'm mean, Just look at the facts. The fact that there have been multiple reports of domestic violence against this guy, and, and it's finally getting taken care of, and the fact that they're even thinking about reducing it. And that there might be a chance that even plays week one is insane, in my opinion. I think they, I agree with you. They need to step down and say, look, there's, I've never been linked to that. You've never been linked to that pretty much everyone we know has never been linked to that. The only way you're linked to that, oh, there's one of two ways. Obviously, yes, there are some money-grubbing assholes who will accuse you of something when you haven't done it, but the fact that police reports state that there are injuries, and look, obviously, if you want to play devil's advocate, she could have self-inflicted some of that. You don't know what happens, but come on. The
0: likelihood of that is so low.
1: Yeah, yeah, come on. And usually now, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, since you were in law enforcement, I'm sure there are ways to tell if someone self-inflicts a wound versus someone hit them or something like that.
0: Yeah, usually it's, you know, a little bit of, it's not really physical examination. It's more talking to people. Yeah. Uh, just about talking to him and see what, whose story makes more sense. Cause mm-hmm. usually the person who's, who's lying, the story has holes in it. Absolutely. Yeah. So like the whole thing, well, listen, I seriously doubt on on it's multiple occasions. It's not one occasion. If this was a one time thing, you know, I'm not there. I can't really say anything. When it, it's, I think he got called over ten times. Ten times! Wow, that I didn't been, that that was... not not just with this woman, but in terms of when he was at Ohio State, I'm pretty sure it's something around ten times that with he's, women the, accusing with women, him of yeah. This. Oh, that, wow. that that the police have been called to either his dorm, his residence, or stuff like this. This guy's a history of doing this. He, in that, we had that parade where he pulled the woman's shirt down. This guy is a bad guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People yeah. on his Ohio State team are like, yeah, this guy was kind of an asshole. Like, you saw it. Remember we talked about this
1: last year? Yeah. Before he got yeah, drafted. Before the draft, right. right the way right. he was talking about about his coach. mm mm-hmm. shut During like, dude, like shut you don't up. do that. You don't he's do a, that. He's a selfish asshole who does whatever the hell he wants. So yeah. I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt in this situation. Yeah, why should you? There's no reason to. So anyway... Yep. That is our scumbag in sports. Also for our plugs, you can find us on Twitter at NY sport on Instagram at big apple sports podcast on Facebook. I believe it's facebook.com slash big podcast. You can also find my company weight If you want to finally lose weight and stop yo-yoing for that, did you want to plug anything before we go?
0: Um, just make sure that you check out my article on what is wrong with the New York Jets on our Facebook page. And don't forget, you could also follow us on our Instagrams. I am the most fit Jew. Peter is big, bald, and proud. They are at the bottom of this screen. Ah. And for that, I'm Evan Freeman. I'm Pete Weintraub. So See you we'll talk tomorrow. to you tomorrow.